there's these little like black boxes and, and, and you're supposed to tap them with, with like a screwdriver. So sort of just, just uh, you had to pull the wires out first and then you go tap, tap, tap. But I don't know how gently you're supposed to tap because you're supposed to like uh, dislodge something that's in there, right? So like, uh, so I guess it's sort of a, it's a relay, some sort of a physical switch inside the black box. I'm assuming a, a, an electronic signal activates a magnet or something that brings the brings the the, the two uh, contacts together that allows the electricity to flow, right? So I guess what happens is uh, sometimes these things get stuck, in which case the symptoms that I saw happen, right? So essentially, this is my dryer, clothes dryer, right? The whole washer-dryer thing. You know, we do have a washer-dryer in our basement. What the hell's this? Wow, a bunch of National Geographics on the curb to be discarded. Yes. Some people kept their National Geographics. I remember my uh, my grandparents in their attic had such a ton of them. Don't worry, we'll get back to the black boxes in a moment. <laughs> I got distracted by National Geographic. They had so many of them in their attic... Because if you look in the history of National Geographic magazine, uh, at one point they didn't have a picture on the cover. The cover was just a table of contents. There was no image on the cover. Until eventually, I guess they figured they should put an image on the cover. Who does that? Who put? Even if you look back at those magazines from like the 19th century, they, they have an image on the cover, not a table of contents. A table of contents is for the interior of the magazine, not for the cover. Okay, National Geographic? What's wrong with these people? I don't know when they changed that. Probably sometime in the 40s. But anyway, these are like old ones, man. But yeah, I have uh, not dabbled in the National Geographic subscription thing in my life. So my parents had it, I think. I don't know. How do you, how do people wind up? I guess it's to sort of become educated, right? So you can learn about the world before the Internet. National Geographic. Geography of Nations? No. National. Wouldn't it be international? Graphics? International? Why is it national? Geographic. Anyway. Uh, these black boxes, okay? So, you know, you have to wash your clothes. This is one of the realities of human existence. Why haven't they, fig- why haven't they invented a kind of cloth that doesn't need to be washed so much? What is it? What happens to your clothes? Well, obviously they can be stained. You could be eating something like I usually do because I'm a klutz. And the sauce goes all over your shirt. Then you got to wash the shirt. Well, how do you do that? What are shirts? What are clothes? What are they made out of? Like cloth. Well, it's, it's all like uh, little fibers that are woven together so that it can breathe, right? You don't want to, you know, I guess it's better for you that your clothes are all sort of Meshes. It's a, it's a mesh, right? And it's not just sort of uh, sealed off. So they, they, they're naturally, in that sense, going to absorb stains. And then, of course, as you wear them, they absorb your sweat, which kind of starts to stink after a while, I guess. So you have to wash your clothes. And uh, the washer-dryer is the way to do it. Step one, put your clothes in the washer. It fills it up with water and with the detergent that you added, shakes it all up and shakes it up and 
uh, the soap gets in there and gets rid of everything somehow. Like nanotech doesn't. I think nanotechnology sounds like it could help with this one though, right? Couldn't there be little tiny robots in your clothes that could just clean each strand individually, so you don't have to wash them anymore? Listen, I think I think obviously technology is leading up to it. It's leading up to a point where clothes are self-cleaning, but we're not there yet. So then, what happens? I think I'm kind of simplifying the process. Then it drains the water out of the washing machine and does what this call, they call the spin cycle, okay? This is where it starts spinning at like 8,000 RPM. <laughs> and and sometimes if, if there's an unbalanced load, the whole thing will start going ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. It'll start like shaking back and forth. It usually stops. It has an unbalanced load detector. I'm sure it's happened to everyone. Anyway, at the end, the clothes are now damp. They're not sopping wet because they they were spun in a way uh, just sort of through the centripetal force uh, sucking off all the moisture to a degree. Now they're damp. Now you can put them in the dryer. Now, of course, it leads to the inevitable question. As the washer and dryer both are similar, there's a tumbler inside and they spin around and they do a thing. Why Why can't the washer and dryer just be one unit. What the hell? There's a headless reindeer over there. It's craziness. But apparently, this does exist. It's it's popular in other parts of the world. Well, I know, like when I was in Italy recently, they they don't really have dryers as much because, especially a lot of the country. Uh, it's always kind of nice out. It's not freezing like it is today. Uh, and you can just sort of hang your clothes on a clothesline to dry them. Although, a dryer, you, throw, you, don't have to, you don't have to use clothespins or anything. But anyway, I guess some places they don't really use the dryers as much. But what I'm thinking about is a washing machine, but then it has an extra part that can blow hot air inside and dry them. But apparently this does exist. It does exist more in Europe, I was reading. People do have washer-dryer combos. But they're saying it's the drying is not as... It can dry, but it's not really... Like if you, were, if you create a device just for drying clothes, it can be that much better. Uh, but I don't know. I always thought just throwing it in there and people are like, oh, well, then you couldn't be doing two loads at once. Listen, I don't care. If I could throw everything in there and do the washing and drying at once, that's, I don't care. I'll, 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 I'll wait and then do another load. You know what I'm saying? Right? But you, don't, you never even hear about that option here in the U.S. It's always a washer and a dryer. Right? Anyway, I have Samsungs that are just four years old now. Samsung washer and dryer. And I've been noticing some funny stuff going on with the dryer. Like, uh, a couple times, the control panel was off. So it was off, but it was still going. And then I opened it up, and it stops, and then you close it, and it's fine. Anyway, yesterday, doing some laundry, and uh, I did a couple loads. And finally, uh, I look over towards the, like the second load I did 
And uh, yeah, the dryer's off, but it's still running. It's still going around and around and around. So I try all the usual troubleshooting techniques, turn it on and or off, take a little bit, this and that. And I can't get at the, the power plug because this is sort of the crux of the matter, is that there's a, uh, it's like a built-in tabletop over the washer dryer that we added. It's a, it's a butcher block, uh, wood. And uh, this, we had this made, and then you just slide the washer dryer in underneath that, and you're all good. Or so I thought. All right, I'm approaching the bus stop here. I don't know if I'm early or late. I don't know what's going on today. I'm all, I'm all out of control today. But, uh, yeah, I'm going into work in New York City today. Like I used to do every day before the pandemic. But now, well, I'm going to start going in more often. At least one day a week on, on fo- going forward, I think. We shall see. Anyway, so, I, the second load, I notice the control panel's off, but it's still, uh, yeah, it's still running. I think it's running just with, without heat. It's just spinning around and around. So I try to, you know, so like if I open it up, it, it, uh, it stops spinning. But then when I close the door, no matter what, it just gets, keeps going again. I'm like, what the hell's going on? This is ridiculous. So you can turn the control panel on. You can do everything with the control panel, but it has no effect. It just continues to sit there in the same way, spinning without heat. So I'm like, this sucks. And I, you know, I, I, I wanted to turn it off from the breaker because, uh, you know, I have the, the circuit, the, the electrical panel right across the way there. And, uh, but we were washing towels on sanitized mode, which takes like two and a half hours. So those are still going. I'm like, all right, when that's done, I'll turn off the circuit breaker and turn it back on. Hopefully that'll reset everything. No, it did nothing. It still had the same issue. So I go on the internet, of course, and apparently this is a, a very known problem with Samsung dryers, exactly what I'm talking about. And, and there's a video. It's like simple fix. I'm like, oh, great. I wonder how simple it is. This woman's like, listen, my dryer... It kept spinning no matter what. I'm like, that's my problem. And I have a simple solution. Okay, great. Thank you for doing this, lady. And uh, she's like, first first of all, pull your dryer out and get a screwdriver and unscrew the screws on the back and lift off the cover. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. This is okay. And she's like, then you got to find the circuit board, which is connected by screws. Unscrew those. Lift up the circuit board. And now, just start tapping away at those black boxes. And then put it all back and it'll work. Like, what? Circuit board? Screws? Ah! But I got so desperate I did it. So I pulled out. This is the thing. I pulled out the dryer. And, uh, you know, there's no room. To, so it's, it's underneath this. Like, you can't get back there, right? Because it's all sealed off. But I, I pulled it out. I unscrewed it. Then I unscrewed the uh, the circuit board. I found it. I unplugged the things, and then I started hitting it with with the uh, screwdriver. Unfortunately, I was a little bit too uh, enthusiastic with my screwdriver wax, and uh, wound up 
bending a copper pin a little bit. I'm like, shit. <laughs> this breaks off, man. It's game over for this dryer. So I got my little uh, multi-tool, you know, like, like a needle-nose plier, and I sort of gently squeezed until the... Uh, until the, uh, the, the the pin was back in back in its normal shape, which was good. Uh, so I put every so I was able to reattach everything after bashing those black boxes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I so I start, so I so then I I got my screws and tried to start screwing the uh, circuit board back in, but one of the screws falls inside the. The, the, the body of the dryer and there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to retrieve it I'm like Ugh. well I, I can put two of the three screws back very carefully I, I don't think I can drop another one so now it only has two screws in it not three but I think it will be alright moving forward because it's not so easy to get a replacement screw I don't know how would you buy a screw based on the uh, based on like could you take a picture of a screw and buy it I don't know there, there's got to be a million different screws out there yeah, I, I know this all could be taken the wrong way. Screwing means uh, sex, but I, that's not what I was meaning it to be. How do you buy a screw? No, that's not what I meant. I meant an actual device, the little tool. What is a screw? Is it, is it a device? Is it a tool? It's an item? What would you say? Like, what would a thing? What would a screw be, essentially? It's a, help, it's a, it's, it's a helpful object, essentially, because it goes around and around and holds things together. Whoever invented that shit would be like, do they realize like everything even in the year 2023 is all using screws? It's amazing. Anyway, how about clamps? Could we just use clamps? Uh, what, how did the... Uh, no. What is a clamp? What's going on over there? Uh, anyway, I'm at the bus stop and uh, God knows how long I'll have to wait, but... Like last time, I, I was here on time and the bus zoomed by early. I had to wait here for like another 20 minutes, half hour to, for the next bus. I don't mind if they're late. Well, I do mind if they're late. But it being early is even worse. Because you did everything right. You got there on time and still you didn't get the bus. Well, that's what it's like when you're late, when the bus is late as well. What about when you're late and the bus is also late and then you get it though? Then you feel good. You feel like, uh, see, it was good that I'm lazy. Because uh, the bus was also late, so it's all good. Laziness equals equals transportation. Yes. Strange, strange. It seems like an oxymoron, but it is it. Anyway, um, yeah. So I uh, I screwed it back on and put the lid back on and screwed that back on. Being careful with the screws this time, and turned the breaker on and voila, it worked. It was not spinning anymore. The YouTube... And someone else on YouTube said the same thing. About just undoing the wires and plugging them back in on the circuit board. And somehow that works. Uh, so then I... So now I'm like, okay. Now I just have to push it back. But I look behind, back behind the dryer. And uh, there is this vent. It is this... Uh, what would you say? It is a... Uh, I'm trying to think what the word is for this. It is like a, it's like a big metal hose that is is the exhaust. Well, it's not a hose though. What is the right word for this? Not a vent. I don't know. I'm not thinking of the right word. But you know, it's sort of sort of articulated. Um, 
what I'm tr- you know what I'm talking about though. It's like a metal articulated cylindrical hose kind of thing, but it's you know it's it's wide. It's like six inches wide. Why can't I think of the name for this thing? A vent, not a vent. Um, a duct. Mm, uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So that's sitting there by the back of the wall. So it looks like there's nothing attaching it to the uh, the back of the dryer. So it looks like someone just pushed the dryer back there originally and just sort of allowed it to gently, like just because it was between the wall and the dryer, this uh, the vent was connected without any adhesive or any kind of clamping or anything to the back of the dryer. So I'm like, shit. So we're, the washer not there. Uh, it would be possibly a two-person operation. One person could be pushing the dryer back and the other person could be sort of aligning the the vent uh, uh, onto the back of, of the dryer, but there's a whole washing machine in the way. So I started pulling out the washing machine thinking that if I can pull this out all the way, maybe, but there's all of these wires going into these things. It's like, uh, I guess both of them have gas and electricity and water going into them. And, and like, Later on, when my, I had to call my father-in-law over, I, I, I'm like, I, I reached my limit. He's, he's a very, uh, he can help with all of the handyman kind of stuff. Uh, we're like, why is there water going into the dryer? It's a dryer. It's trying, its whole purpose in life is to get rid of water. And I, and I, I started looking up. Oh, it's because it has, it has a steam function. Steam. I think, you, I think it can do steam cleaning. So maybe you can steam and then dry. So maybe I do have the washer-dryer connection but it does only steam cleaning anyway the washing machine the way it was set up I pulled it out halfway and the water hose was pulled taut if I may use the word taut T-A-U-T sounds like T-A-U-G-H-T but it's T-A-U-T tight taut means tight and uh, so I couldn't pull it out anymore and that wasn't going to help so I pushed that back in and I'm like, I called my father-in-law to see if he, could, if he had any ideas. But then after I called him, I, I was able just barely to reach down. I think I hurt my wrist, too, when I was reaching down that way. Grab that vent, and I, there's some play in it. It actually can expand. So I was able to pull it up towards the back of the dryer and get it to the point where it almost can touch. But it was, uh, it, it, there was, again, nothing to latch onto it. You, you push it onto it, then it just falls right off. You see what I'm saying? So my father-in-law came over, Jack, and um, he, I, I really appreciate it. I was very, I was so appreciative of this. He actually crawled back behind the dryer. Ooh, here's a garbage truck. He crawled back. Hope this isn't the one that stinks. There used to be one that just stinks to high heaven that, that drives by. I remember I almost gagged and threw up. You probably heard heard me uh, do that on the show a few times. What are they doing? They're having they're having a, a powwow here. The guy's just hanging on to the outside, so you you can just hang on to if you're a garbage man, you can just hang on to the edge of a truck and just sort of go that way. Most people would, would that would be considered a dangerous maneuver, but garbage men can do it. What are they doing? Oh, oh, they're picking up the garbage from the Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so he crawled back there, and he's like, do you have any duct tape? I'm like, I'll do you one better. I got Gorilla Tape. So he just, like, Gorilla Taped that hell out of this thing onto the back of the dryer, you know? 
and then we start pushing it back. But now it's like that the fact that I pulled it out, we're sort of visualizing because we can't see it now. It's kind of like um, as we're pushing it back, that that duct, right, is like uh, it could be twisted. It could get, be getting crushed um, and it could ruin it. You need that exhaust. So I'm starting to push it. Oh, here's the, here's the bus. See, I, I, I'm getting to the crescendo of the story and here comes the bus. All right. We'll finish it in New York City. here. We have arrived at the Port Authority bus terminal in New York City. Yeah, it was a pretty quick bus ride. No major traffic jams. I was just playing Hearthstone on my phone, a, uh, a deck I call Western Priest. The priest in, in uh, the you know the standard with all the uh, Wild West cards, you know. No. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, um, so yeah, my father-in-law went back behind. He had to sort of crawl back behind it, and, and we were talking about how, like, how did someone put this in here in the first place? Like, it it, it just seems way too cramped, and there's too much stuff going on. Um, it's very nice having when it's all installed. It looks great. But, yeah, the way, there's no room in the back to see what's going on. So, he used that gorilla tape and really connected what is called a, a semi-rigid metal vent. That's why I looked it up. It is actually, a, so, sorry, semi-rigid metal duct, right? I have it written down here. The exact, so they are called ducts. That was correct. Semi-rigid metal duct. That's exactly what it was. So, so yeah, he, uh, he attached it, but now it's all kind of stretched out from what it was. So now, as we're pushing it back, like, I don't know what's going on with that duct. Like, is it, is it going to get... I'm trying to figure it out because we cannot see it all. If I had some sort of, like, little... Could you get, like, a little camera on a little thin wire thing so you could like see what's going on behind there I don't know but anyway I start pushing it back and then I feel resistance right and I didn't want to force it because you know that vent is very important obviously because it uh, gets the hot air out uh, to the outside you know um, so I didn't want to risk crushing it and just and messing everything up by pushing it too hard so now it's sticking out of the wall by about eight inches and uh i don't know ultimately i guess i could try to keep pushing it and see if it works because you know we go outside on the side of the house and we were running it i had to dry these towels were that's the thing i had a, towels that needed to be dried right when the thing broke so So we, we turned it on and now it's working perfectly and you can go outside and you can feel the hot air being blown out so we know the duct is working. Anyway, so that's the situation. It's working but on YouTube that woman was like, yeah, it's a, tapping on the black boxes is great. The only problem is it, <laughs> you have to do it like every week essentially because it, it just keeps breaking. I'm like, great. That's what I have to look forward to now. 
Uh, but it did work. I was able to dry a couple loads, and only the uh, only that is sticking out from the wall, and uh, just waiting for it to mess up again. They don't make them like they used to, you know. All of these appliances are the quality of them has gone way, way down. Uh, things that used to last 30, 40 years may last. This was only four years before it crapped out. My uh, my dishwasher, what was it, like a year, year and a half before it crapped out? I mean, I you know, you'd think as time goes on, our, our devices, our machines would get better and better, but they're just getting worse and worse. I guess it's the forces of uh, economics, planned obsolescence, or maybe just... Uh, changes in the supply chains and just like uh, you know like and also what else broke after a year was my outdoor uh, air conditioning unit for my central air uh, capacitor blew after one year and this guy's like these capacitors used to last 20 years but now there's nowhere to get good capacitors anymore so they just fail like every every couple years because like they literally can't get them anymore whatever new capacitor factories they are I guess to save money they make these shitty capacitors and they're so cheap Every it, it ran all the good capacitors out of business That's the, that, that to me is the question if, uh, if there's an economic system that encourages shoddy workmanship is that a great system? I mean is that really a good system if, if, if it's just uh making things shitty and then of course all the stuff winds up in landfills and scrapped scrapped and all over the place technological waste don't you think making technology that works like the old days that lasts for 40 years would, would be better I guess better for everything than the uh, but the bottom line <laughs> yeah well again that sort of shows how the economic system we have is encouraging this bad behavior <laughs> Sorry. The people in front of me on the sidewalk just stopped. They were walking and they just stopped. So I had to go around them. It happens. Yes, it happens. But yeah, this is... Uh, what is this? Today is the... Uh, it's December 20th. Yeah. Only five days till Christmas. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. And, uh, yeah... Have my Christmas break coming up. Is this Broadway show? Shucked. A new musical comedy. Get shucked. More hilarious than any show since the Book of Mormon. The musical emerges as one of the brightest surprises of the spring. Ah, shut up. I'm telling you, these these reviewers of Broadway shows, they must just just have no matter what they thought of the show, write this ebullient praise just so they they get their quote on the side of the building. This is the greatest thing ever! Oh my God, this show is tr- it transcends reality. That's how great it is. Is it really that great? Shucked. What is it? There's an image of a, of corn. It's a, it's a comedy musical about corn. Sounds brilliant. Corny. All right. 
where we're going here. Oh, yes, Midtown Times Square right up there. Indeed, it's all happening. It's all happening here in New York City. I had kind of a big breakfast. I don't know, do I need my... Uh, I should still get my sushi for breakfast, though. That's, that's like my tradition. I need sushi for breakfast. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I saw a trailer for that when I saw uh, The Boy and the Heron. That looks bad. The Aquaman movie looks horrible. I will not be seeing that one. We just started crossing the street and this guy in this motor scooter just zooms past going super fast. Hey, it's later on now. I'm heading out for lunch. May 11th, Dolly Parton performs during the 58th Academy of Country Music Awards. Oh, the year in photos. Damn, May 11th. That was the day my father passed away. Jeez. Where are we going here? <laughs> you can get nitro coffee or nitro kombucha in the lobby here. It's like an automatic vending machine. Might be kind of cool to get some kombucha. You gotta tap your credit card though for kombucha. Wouldn't it be nice if it was free kombucha? But no, that stuff's so expensive. heading up somewhere up here maybe the hue or uh, ur urban space by uh, that, uh, by Grand Central oh my gosh whoa they're building new buildings over here that's so cool there's these like interesting uh, window styles that's interesting it's right next to this secret society building here that weird Illuminati building and then next to it was an empty lot and now they're building stuff up. I forget the name of this cultish building. Some sort of society or something. There's this hellish sound. It's causing all sorts of audio issues. And maybe I'll go to Barnes & Noble. sidewalk with a uh, breakfast cart behind it. Jeez, everything's all messed up. It's almost like the robot voice, Chaka Wahaka Tron, okay? Yeah. Sandler is Leo, the lizard. Wasn't that that um, that line from uh, the 18? Remember that song? What was it called? The Other Stranger? That was on the that Boards of Canada mixtape. It's like all these screaming teen teenagers are here 
to see Leo the Lizard. It was uh, George Papard. He was trying to infiltrate some sort of drug compound and he dressed up as this like lizard character. And that, the idea was he was meant to parachute into some sort of event, but he got lost. So he pretended to just be this clueless guy in a costume parachuting into this drug compound. And then they use samples of that in that song. I know I'm being awfully vague, but it's a, it's a very good song. Leo the Lizard. But now there's another Leo the Lizard. What the hell? It could be a different name. I'm not sure. Oh, it's, it's so cold, but it feels warm because it's uh, very sunny out. Well, I think it's up in the 40s now, so Fahrenheit, that is. I know it sounds... 40s would be very hot in the other one, but Fahrenheit, 40 is, 40s is cold. Looking up Fifth Avenue here. So I saw a mo this movie, uh, SOB, from 1981. Um, this is quite a movie. I do remember seeing it, uh, and all I remembered, I do think I saw it when I was younger, and uh, it's the main thing I remember is Julie Andrews goes topless in the movie. Julie Andrews, who's uh, you know known as being this goody two-shoes, Mary Poppins, and the hills are alive with the sound of music. That it was kind of outrageous to think she was, she would do like a topless scene. But that's all I really remembered about the movie. And I kind of remembered seeing it. Maybe I saw it on cable back in the 80s from, you know, Showtime or something, or Cinemax, Skinemax as they call it. Uh, that's all I remembered, but the actual movie, there's a lot going on in this movie. And um, it all has to do with Blake Edwards, who's someone that was really big and had this very distinctive style. He did all those Pink Panther movies, which were huge back in the day. We used to always go see Pink Panther movies. He did The Great Race, right? Uh, I guess Breakfast at Tiffany's. A ton of stuff. But he's just sort of not a director that people look at as... I think everyone always looked down on him as a director because what he was doing was sort of slapstick and not artistic or whatever. So these days, I think the whole Blake Edwards thing is kind of... He's kind of almost been forgotten or set aside. Um, but SOB is really, really interesting. Now, of course, the idea is that Julie Andrews was married to Blake Edwards, right? So this movie is, is of the genre. It's a movie about Hollywood. It's, a, it's about mo the movie makers in Hollywood. That's what, that's what the movie is set. And there's a lot of movies like that, obviously, where it's sort of the self-referential thing. But apparently... SOB is based on, which could mean standard operating bullshit or son of a bitch, SOB. Um, apparently, Blake Edwards and Julie Andrews made a movie called Darling Lily, which I'm not familiar with. Familiar with and it was to try to change Julie Andrews' goody two-shoes image. And somehow it didn't work. It was a big problem. There was all this interference from the studio and this and that and the other thing. And... Uh, Apparently that's what inspired SOB. But SOB, I think I may have to watch it again because there's so much going on. There's 
many different layers going on in this movie. Uh, it centers around a movie producer or, or director named um, Felix Farmer, played by Richard Mulligan. He's someone you don't really hear from too much. Obviously, he died along. I think he died in the year 2000, but he was in um, sitcoms uh, Soap and Empty Nest. But here, he, it's a really big role. He's a, a, mov a movie director who's gone, uh, who had this huge flop of a movie called uh, Nightwind. And he goes kind of insane, and in the beginning of the movie, he just keeps trying to kill himself. It's, it's a very dark movie, a very, very, very black humor. Um, anyway, let, let me go into Barnes & Noble here, and then I'll continue talking about SOB. Alright, I went to Barnes & Noble. Same as it ever was. But no, there's some differences, actually. The, uh, the bathrooms, there's now a guy, an employee, like a security guy, sitting out in front of the bathrooms. And what they've done is they've put those uh, locks on the doors. Only people that have a receipt uh, can get the code. So you need to buy something to get the code to go use the bathroom. They never used to have to do that before. It was not, like, necessary. But I guess people have been misusing the bathrooms. Not, I guess, people that really weren't serious customers uh, using the bathrooms for uh, un undesirable purposes, I guess. And now you have to have, hire someone to sit and guard the bathrooms? Wow. Yeah. Things have changed a bit. We hear about all these stores that have to put everything behind like locked little glass doors and uh, like uh, the, the, the Walgreens and the CVSs and stuff, the Dwayne Reeds. There's so much shoplifting. They just have to keep everything. And then there's, uh, I saw a video, I don't know where it was, I think it was in New York City, someone with a little blowtorch. Uh, melting the, the locks and stealing stuff that way just blatantly and they're not allowed, like the, the employees are not allowed to contact or touch the person. So you can just go and like use a blowtorch to melt the locks and steal like deodorant or whatever and then they can't stop you. <laughs> you, you know? Like they, they just have to let you do it. It's insane. Oh, yeah. Anyway, where, where are we here? Maybe I'll try the urb urban space over here. I don't know if they have anything vegan there anymore, but they might. So anyway, SOB. So yeah, so... Uh, yeah. Um, so the storyline is Felix Farmer, he's like, he's like in this catatonic weird state trying to kill himself. And then he winds up falling through the ceiling and this... There's a lot of, like, this girl crawls under to have sex with him, and he has a revelation. Oh, my God, there's that new building. It's so cool. There's a weird diamond shape on the side. Oh, wow. I think that's the new uh, J.P. Morgan Chase building over there. They've been building that for years. Wow. Anyway, he, he, re he has a revelation, and then he snaps out of it that, he, that the movie should be, should be uh, an erotic movie. And he has this vision, and he wants uh, his wife... Julie Andrews, whatever her character is, to, to appear topless in it, right? So that's sort of the, uh, you know, and then his conflict with the studio and everything. And I know the movie, um, 
is, is trying to make commentaries on all this other stuff. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot going on in SOB. And I feel like, as I said, I feel like all the Blake Edwards stuff is kind of pushed into the, into the, receded into the woodwork uh, these days. But anyway, the, the movie starts in a puzzling way uh, on the beach. A guy's jogging with his, his dog, and then he, he, uh, what's going on here? The air is, like, thick with, uh, weed smoke, and there's all these, bike, these, like, motor, uh, motor scooter messengers. Anyway, this guy dies, and no one notices this guy is dead on the beach. And turns out he was an actor, a very successful actor in previous times. So it, and it does work into the plot later on about how actors and the people that work on movies are kind of disposable and it's making all sorts of commentaries about the movie industry and the cast of this movie is unbelievable I, I'm, when I sit down I'll, I'll find the cast but I thought this movie was pretty good and uh, far more than Julie Andrews uh, going topless you know uh, we'll, get to the, we'll, we'll get to the cast in a moment really interesting. I feel like it's sort of this lost world of cinema, the Blake Edwards oeuvre. And I started watching The Great Race as well, which I think is pretty... Is, uh, I know I was a big fan of that as a kid. They must have shown it on TV a few times. In fact, my father started building us uh, a car from the movie, the villain's car known as the Hannibal 8. All right, I'm here at Urban Space food hall, one of the earlier food halls in this area. There used to be a vegan place here, but no more. What else do we have here? Bash burger. Yeah, I don't know. Indian food. I guess I could maybe get some Indian food here. Let me see what else they have. Ooh, they have vegan butternut squash soup here. Wait, if they have one vegan thing, what else could they have vegan? Mozzarella. Oh, that's just vegetarian. Yeah. I don't really feel like having butternut squash soup. This is the only thing I can get? This is ridiculous. Yum Yubu. I don't think this place has any. Ooh, vegan upon request. Eh, I don't know. Ugh, why do they make it so difficult? How about a ginger bomb shot? Orange, ginger, lemon, Himalayan salt. And oregano extract. I love that Himalayan pink salt. I guess it was originally known, or it's from Pakistan, so it was like Pakistani salt, but they changed it to Himalayan for marketing purposes. Let me, let me pause here. I, I'm totally lost. I don't know what to get. Alright, I decided on the uh, Mystic Masala Indian food. I'm getting the Palak Tarkari rice bowl. Sexy spinach cooked with roasted spices. So have some sexy spinach. What <laughs> the uh, hell? Uh, some naan. 
which they say is vegan as well. Hopefully it is. I think my plan here is I'm going to walk over to Grand Central, to the dining concourse, to have my to eat it as usual. I do stop at that uh, that little independent newsstand in uh, the MetLife building to get a drink. That's what I've done in the past. Sort of following uh, traditions of the past. Yeah. yeah it's weird. This New, New York City to, uh, here today obviously has gone through a lot in the past couple of years. It just feels slightly off, slightly like something's not quite right. Just the look in people's eyes, and I don't know, man. It's weird. And I got my uh, got my food here. Sexy spinach, naan, and whatever drink I'll get at this uh, little newsstand. Which they removed all newspapers and magazines from the newsstand, so now it's just like a little convenience store. I guess, uh, yeah. I guess they really weren't selling enough of it. Oh look, this truck got booted. A device put on the tire so they can't drive away. They're booted. That's a major parking violation right there. To be booted like that. I remember back in college, Mad Mike got booted. His car got booted. And that's that's how we... Uh, he, he was enraged. And with me in tow, burst into sort of like forced his way into the security the, the head of security's office at the college he started yelling at him. and i'm like this is this is like something they do in nazi germany and the guy looks at me his name was man manny Ayers. he's like how dare you i was there i was there i'm like whoops he was actually a soldier in world war ii and uh defeated the nazis and I was there. <laughs> yes, we were assholes back then. Even more than we are now. <laughs> but it was it was a booting incident. That his car got booted because he had too many parking tickets. <laughs> I was there. Ooh, I wish I hadn't said that. All right, here's the newsstand without it is still called Global Newsstand, <laughs> but there's no more no more printed matter. I guess if you really needed to, you could get a uh, get like a greeting card. That's sort of a printed thing. Man, this place has totally changed. Wow, <laughs> it's still called Global Newsstand, but they have some interesting beverages here. Uh, so let's see what we can get. Anything? Anything interesting? I used to get the uh, Tea's Tea uh, Edoan here. I don't know if they have it anymore. Bora Bora. No. Kombucha? No. <laughs> Come on. Gotta find something. Like those aloe drinks. No, here, there it is. They have it. Yay. What, what is it called again? Oyocha. Yeah. This is this is the good stuff. Wow, the drink was only three fifty. These days, I don't know. I have, I'm going to be charged six dollars or something like that. But anyway, I got. I had to actually use cash. I had a five dollar bill, and I got two quarters and change. And one of them is this crossing the Delaware quarter. 
I don't know if I know this one from 2021. Because that was the original New Jersey quarter was crossing the Delaware. Interesting. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, and over here, right by the entrance to Grand Central, there was always, I was, you know, like last episode I was talking about the fourth dimension and other worlds stacked on top of this world. And I I perceived right over here a, uh, I was perceiving that there was a four-dimensional structure here. Maybe it was very close to a, a crossover or a, a portal or something. And then once the Apple Store opened, it felt like that uh, 4D feeling diminished. Uh, very weird. I know you could say it's probably all in my head, but I don't know. It's a perception. Can we ignore perceptions per se? No. Yes. No. We don't want to ignore perceptions. Here's Grand Central Station. Remember, I used to come here almost every day to eat lunch and record. Yeah. The classic place. For your safety and safety of others, please do not sit on the floor or stairs I can understand sitting on stairs being a little bit unsafe because someone could like trip on you or whatever. But just sitting just sitting on the floor, like by a wall, is perhaps against the rules, objectionable. They don't want people don't want to see you sitting there. But it's probably not unsafe per se. Sitting on the floor, how far can you fall? You just are you're already on the floor. Heading down into the dining concourse. I wonder if this place has uh, revived at all. Oh, look over here. Yeah, this is, this is where I took the picture for this, the show art for what, episode 1000 of the Overnightscape, right? Stairway Grandfather was like right here. But I superimposed it like an image of outer space at the end of the stairway. Anything so alive here? Partinery, that place, great. Of course, they're all standing tables now. They can't put any chairs in because too many homeless people camp out shake shack veggie shack hmm. is that a vegan or just non-dairy cafe spice well, it looks like it's still closed another Indian place what is this vessel car I wonder if there's any spaces over here in this uh, this dining area. I think there is. There's actually some seats, but I think I'm going to have to just do a standing thing. There's not too many seats. I'll stand, whatever. Just, just to uh, relive what it was once like to have uh, lunch here. Back before they got rid of all the chairs. Oh, Luke's, Luke's Lobster Roll? Interesting. What was that before? It was a different place. Or was it always Luke's? No, no, it wasn't. Hmm. Ooh, Donut Plant. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going to have my lunch standing up. What a drag. But, unfortunately, it's the way it is. <coughs> the Indian food was pretty good. And a bit spicy too. The standing table is uh, 
kind of a drag, but at least I can lean up against there's a another ledge here, like a metal ledge, and it looks like this. You, these may have used to be ticket windows way back in the day. I'm not sure. Because I remember being down here in the 80s and they were renovating this whole area to be a dining concourse. <coughs> so maybe these were ticket windows before that. Yeah. <coughs> anyway, I, we'll get back to SOB in a moment. But um, yeah, I had a strange thought the other day about cause and effect. You know, we, I think that this current moment I'm experiencing, and you're experiencing too, I'm here in the dining concourse, Grand Central Terminal, reminiscing about so many lunches of days of yore, um, and of course the entrance to the train station, under the train station over there, that has opened up a year or two ago. Grand Central Madison, <coughs> the Grant, the uh, Long Island Railroad. <coughs> but how did I get here? Right. So the normal thinking is that uh, every you know every moment, every new moment is caused by what happened before it. Right. So where I am right now is. Uh, the result of all the stuff that happened in the past, which is uh, out of my control at this point, right? So people built Grand Central Terminal, and then they wanted to tear it down, and then Jackie Kennedy Onassis stepped in and saved the building, and then they created the new dining concourse, and they took out all the chairs because there were too many homeless people. Remember, <coughs> they had these rules because, like, you can't tell if someone's homeless just by looking at them. So the rule was, like, you could sit... There's no rule against sitting at a table all day long, but you can't... They had a new rule. Don't go to sleep. You can't close your eyes. Remember, there were these police women going around with their batons, and if any... All these homeless people, of course, were dozing. They would have to bash their batons on the table. Wake up! Wake up! No sleeping allowed! What a mess. <clears throat> anyway. Ooh, there's even a little... You can... There's a little footstool thing here. on. The, you can You can rest your foot on it. This is a drag, man. I want a chair, okay? Anyway, um, so the idea is that all this stuff happened in the past, and now it's this current moment. And you can say for each individual person, it's also the choices and decisions they made in the past that got them to where they are right now. Like, I woke, I woke up this morning and got out of bed and got dressed and walked to the bus stop and came in to work in New York City, and then I walked over here. That's how I got here the cause and effect but I the thought that struck me that somehow there's something to it is that what if the present moment imposes itself onto the past that is in order for me to be sitting standing here right now the, the, the entire past is it, it had to change so I could be here in this moment it's almost like the present is causing the past see what I'm saying I know it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but there's something about it that, like, it's almost like the present is imposing itself on the past, causing the past to change just so I could wind up here. Does that make sense? kind of doesn't make sense, but anyway. <coughs> Let's see if we can find the cast of SOB, which is really quite... Remarkable. And it's a really good movie, and people... 
I don't think it got good reviews. It was considered a bomb, and it's a very interesting movie, though. <coughs> so we have. Uh, hold on, here's a visual of it. Julie Andrews, of course, who's still alive, I believe. I don't know. I don't really. I have to say that I have nothing against Julie Andrews, but I don't really find her. To, I don't personally find her that interesting of a persona for myself personally. Um, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with her, but I don't, I don't really feel that she's that exciting as in, like, that charismatic of a person. It's weird. William Holden is a major character in this, and I know that name. I, he was a big star in the past. I don't really know much of what William Holden did. Then you have Richard Mulligan, as I mentioned, who plays Felix Farmer. Um, Robert Preston playing uh, this this doctor. And wait, the, his hair, and he had a big mustache. He almost I almost thought it was Rip Taylor. Um, this guy also was in The Last Starfighter. Remember, he was the guy who recruited the kid for the whole thing. Robert Vaughn is in it. He was, what, wasn't he like the man from Uncle? Was, was that, or, right? No? Was he the man from Uncle? Yes, he was the man from Uncle. Uh, Marissa Berenson, I could swear she's been in other things. <clears throat> oh, she was in Barry Lyndon. Okay, yeah, all right. See, I knew I saw her somewhere. Oh, so she's... Oh, she was the wife in Barry Lyndon. That's why she was... Okay, all right. That Now it makes total sense. I was talking about Barry Lyndon recently as well because uh, <coughs> Ryan O'Neill just passed away. <coughs> um, Larry Hagman from uh, I Dream of Jeannie in Dallas. He's in it. Shelley Winters, of course, plays a, an agent. Robert Loggia is all, another guy in there. Stuart Margolin. You may not know the name, but you would know the face. Um, Loretta Swit, who we all know, well, those of us that are old enough know is a Hot Lips Houlihan from MASH TV's the TV series. She plays a, 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 um, a reporter. That's very annoying. Rosanna Arquette plays one of these uh, hot young teen, teenage hitchhikers and uh, pro- must have been one of her earlier roles. Corbin Burnson is in it. All these, it's like, it's Larry Storch who uh, recently passed away he, and he was in F Troop he plays this this weird like Indian guru <coughs> anyone else that I really recognize uh, there's a ton of other people but they aren't like household names but the really good really good cast so um, yeah there's a there's a lot going on in the movie. It's more than what's obvious. That's why I think I may need to watch it again. I think this movie is actually better than it seems on first watch. Um, so plot-wise, uh, Felix Farmer, like, he has this vision. He wants to turn his bomb movie into a uh, into this hit by making it erotic and sec- add sex stuff to it. And uh, the, the studio refuses, so he offers to buy the movie from them and convinces his wife to do the topless scene in the movie. Meanwhile, the movie itself, they don't really give you... They don't really explain too much. There's like a dream sequence at the very beginning of the movie where uh, Julie Andrews is singing, Oh, I went down south for to see myself on a poly while I doodle all the day. And it's just weird, like clowns and puppets and things. And, and then they change it into being this nightmarish, like sex nightmare sequence and stuff. That's when she goes uh, topless. What does that guy say? Uh, the doctor's like, in my professional opinion, you have a great pair of knockers. Jeez, uh, you couldn't do that today, could you? 
anyway, uh, yeah, and then uh, the studio now thinks it's going to be a hit, so they try to steal the distribution rights back, and he winds up getting killed in a shootout with police, uh, Felix Farmer does. And so then in the copy I had, there was a whole scene where the doctor and a few other people were talking, and I couldn't tell what they were saying because the audio was off for that part. I don't know where the hell I got this copy of the movie. It was on Internet Archive or something. And, um, but apparently what they're talking about is how Felix Farmer is going to have this grand Hollywood funeral, but meanwhile that other guy, the guy that died on the beach in front of his house, is going to go to a potter's field you know, where, un- where unknown people go to be buried. So they break into the funeral home and swap the bodies. Uh, so the, the, the sort of disrespected and unknown old actor is, gets this grand funeral, and then they give uh, Felix a... In kind of a weekend at Bernie's type of thing, they drive around with a dead body, put sunglasses on him. Sort of like that uh, real-life documentary about the, the cult of Mother God, and they were going around with her dead body. Jeez. Um, yeah, and it, so I was really surprised at, at how deep and how much more was going on in this movie than I thought. Um, he also made that movie, The Party, which I saw at the beginning of. It's, a, it's Peter Sellers uh, playing a guy from India uh, who goes to a party and kind of like messes everything up. I have to see that. It's, uh, and I know that Blake Edwards was very interested in the old silent films and the early comedies like Laurel and Hardy and stuff. And, uh, and slapstick and sight gags and stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot of that in, in SOB. A lot of, you know, Pratt Falls and um, other stuff. Like there's a hole in the floor when Felix Farmer tries to hang himself, he just falls through the floor. And other people fall through the floor too. And it's a whole thing. Anyway. Today's episode is called Orner- Ornery Wend. Ornery Wind. That's O-R-N-E-R-Y space W-E-N-D. Ornery Wind. And the picture is of me uh, from the other day driving down Route 22. I don't know why. I think I was stopped at a light and I'm like, (coughs) I think I should take a selfie at this point. And I did. I just took that one picture and there I am smoking a little cigarillo. Uh, Yeah, this was the the day I was recording, uh, you know, going to my my father's house when it was empty and stuff and this is on the way back on down route 22 in fact this was taken i had just driven past i'm uh, driving 22 east just past the uh, the triple a and across the street that the howard johnson's uh, motor lodge um, so that's in north plainfield new jersey that's where i was i just thought it was a good picture the sun is shining on my hand and like my neck a little bit um but uh yeah i thought it was a good picture i wanted to use it as show art and uh so, I don't know where I got ornery wind from. I was, like, thinking about different words and different things. And What is ornery wind? Well, if something's ornery, it means it's sort of difficult, cranky, you know, out of control, ornery. Apparently, the word descended from the word ordinary, meaning sort of plain or ugly, but it took on this other connotation. I think it's a, a related to the Old West. Ah, oh, he's one ornery varmint, you know, that kind of thing. And then wend, like to wend your way. To, to wend is to sort of uh, move, move with great difficulty forward. So ornery wend is sort of a, a difficult way forward, right? Um, <clears throat> I thought it was a, a cool phrase. Um, sort of like severe repair. Like severe 
in repair, like let us repair to the drawing room, right? Sort of, sort of in a similar way. But yeah, I mean, it's, I, I guess specifically about the book, right? My, my book, uh, that apparently the proof is on my porch right now at home. The Ansug Radio book. Yes, the proof is there, and I, I've been working on the uh, the files on the terabyte hard drive. Um, but it's been a long road. It's been kind of an ornery win getting this book done. Um, <clears throat> interestingly, I was this is the font I was thinking of using. It's it's Rainer Black, R E I N E R, Rainer Black. I remember I bought this font from OptiFont back in the early '90s, and I remembered that there was a problem with one of the letters and I actually called them up and uh, I talked to someone at OptiFonts and I'm like the lowercase r has this like notch in it and they're like oh yeah we see it but yeah that's how it's supposed to be I'm like well you know I have a sample of the font from another reference book and it's not there so it's just messed up I don't think they ever fixed it so when I went to look for the font online I found a copy of the font it had that same problem. The lowercase r has a notch in it. It must have been the same exact, uh, the same exact um, cut of the font, you know? Hmm. What's going on here? Someone just put their food down and then they just walked away. I think someone's confused. And then someone else was looking at the food to see if they could... What is going on here? <laughs> There's a lot of desperation in New York City, I think, that wasn't there a few years ago, pre-pandemic. Desperation, sadness, all sorts of things. Anyway, <coughs> um, yeah, so that's the font, Rainer Black. That was kind of cool. Ooh, someone has some strong body odor here as well. Let's uh, get moving here. Yikes. I want to start retching up my uh, Indian food. Got to get moving. announcements that are distorted you can't understand them and these uh, escalators going down you know how many years I fantasize about being able to go to the train station under the train station <coughs> I don't know if I'm going to really spend much time I, I, I have to get back I have my cigarillos with me I can have a little cigarillo what the hell did I do did I spilled Indian food on my glasses <coughs> luckily I do have one of those little wipes uh, lens wipes here I can uh, use that I am such a klutz. How do I get food on everything? That I, I just splash it all around everything? I don't know. Grand Central Madison. Enter for L-I-R-R. That's Long Island Railroad. So I, get, I guess I want to get the vibe down here. I don't know. I don't really feel like I'm too far. Because I, I do need to have a cigarillo on the back. Thank you. Yeah, there's, there's still that weird entrance. The two banks of green doors. Let me go over here and... See, I did that to someone else. They were right behind me, and I slowed down to lean against this pole so I could clean my glasses, and they were, like, surprised that I had stopped. I think they were following a little little too close, though. A little too close. Well, there must be a way back to the street from here. Oh, yeah. I knew what I wanted to talk about. Uh, today's episode number is 2076, which... The year 2076 will be the uh, tricentennial. Uh, I think that'll be the name for it. It's I know tercentennial is another one that they throw out there, but uh, tricentennial, right? 
Because I lived through the bicentennial back in uh, <clears throat> 1976. I was a little kid. And tricentennial just kind of sounds similar. Now that's coming up in uh, 50, uh, 52 or so years. 52 years from now. And this is where the young and the old really uh, diverge, right? Because a lot of people, like little kids today, they can live to 2076, no problem. Me, however, being already 56 years old, and I think I already, I'll already i be like 108 or 109 in 2076, and not too many people get to that age. So I may not make it to the tricentennial, uh, but... Uh, Anyway, but in two two and a half years is the uh, America 250, which I think I did. Did I? I think no, I didn't. You know what? I didn't mention it yet. Or I did. No, I did mention it. Uh, there's a new website and a new logo for America 250. It's the semi-quincentennial, but that's a mouthful. So they're just calling it America 250, the halfway point between the bicentennial and tricentennial. Uh, it's coming up in uh, on July 4th, uh, 2026, just a few years from now. Um, 2076, listen, it's within the realm of possibility, but will I make it? Or will they have breakthroughs in life extension, yada, yada? But the younger people certainly can make it. Then, of course, a few years after that is the 22nd century, 2101. And again... A lot of the little kids today could possibly, could definitely, if you're like a little kid today, what is it, another uh, 70 some odd years? Yeah, you can make it. You can make it there to the 22nd century. The century in review. How will, how will the 21st century be reviewed? Ah, it was okay. It was all right. What do you want? It was a century. Yeah. But what I didn't know, and I found this interesting, I was looking up the tricentennial, and apparently in the movie Alien from 79-ish, um, you know, it's about an alien in a spaceship. I mean, amazing movie. Um, Brett, played by uh, Harry Dean Stanton, his character, his catchphrase was like, oh, right, right. Uh, he had a patch on his outfit, which... Apparently was designed by, I think it was Ron Cobb, the designer, the concept artist. Um, let stand over here for a minute. They had a, a tricentennial patch that he's wearing. And I guess in the notes for the movie, they, they sort of show that, that this is the U.S. tricentennial patch, which in the movie was a long time ago, you know. I thought that was really interesting that there's like a there already was a tricentennial logo made in the movie um yeah so I figured since this is episode 2076 I should at least mention it I don't know I don't know how it, it's gonna go I know back in 1976 people were pretty open to praising the United States of America as like a kind of a cool place I know in recent years it's been more uh, people have more enjoyed bashing the whole country and they, they say, you know, 
not proud of the country or whatever. It's just back in 76, all the same things were going on, but it just, I'm just saying, people were sort of, it seemed like people were more open to a celebration. I don't, I don't know in 2026 what if, how people are going to be doing, going with that, you know. Of course, back uh, when in 1985, when America was 200, 209 years old, that is when I discovered the number 209. <laughs> it's very strange. What is this? What is this? It almost looks like the alien. It's like a weird alien uh, picture someone printed out. Chris is tan because she is from Chicago? What the hell is that supposed to mean? I don't know. Cap, cap wing? East Palestine, Mexico, Nicaragua, Cooper. I have no idea what that's supposed to be. Some kind of message of some sort. It's not the alien, but it's another kind of alien monster with the big, big teeth and stuff. Someone had to design that and print it out and tape it onto the, uh, the the pole there, but it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Oh, it's really not that cold out here. It's wild. I think what it is is, is, that, is that as it gets colder, you, get, you start getting more used to it. So when it's in the 40s, it feels warm. Even though this would feel super cold coming straight from summer. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-oh, I hope my smoke doesn't get into a bus that just pulled up here. Omni is the, the, new, uh, the new way of paying for your fare. is called Omni, O-M-N-Y. I guess it's a new Omni card. Anyways, I'm going to head back. Almost done with my little cigarillo here. And, uh, yeah, after work, I'm getting together with the guys from work. I went for a drink. But then I'll have my walk over to the bus terminal to finish up this particular episode. I want to see if these vegan restaurants are still here on 42nd. Both of which I was kind of underwhelmed by. I tried them both. I know beggars can't be choosers, but... I'll have to try these again, as I am going to be coming in more often. Plant burger, the first word, uh, eliminating the letter A, so P-L-N-T burger. Yeah, I was just kind of underwhelmed by this place. And then Le Botaniste uh, also was kind of underwhelmed by Maybe I need to give them another chance. Can you imagine, like right by where I work, there's two um, vegan restaurants. I need to sort of, maybe I need to find... The right uh, dish that I will actually like, but anyway, let's go, let's go. Hello. We went out after work for drinks. My department here at Port Authority Bus Terminal. Is uh, nearing 9 p.m. I think I have a 9 o'clock bus. 8:48 p.m. I think the 9 o'clock is going to be good. The hell! What is this? There's an art display. Huckleberry Hound. Boo boo. 
Mighty Mouse, Spider-Man, Shazam. Look at this. Brooklyn retro art. Wow. Dr. McCoy. Disney's Gargoyles. <laughs> All different eras. Van, uh, pebbles from the, from the uh, Flintstones. Adamant. Jeez. Space Ghost. Wow. All sorts of characters. I'm telling you. Yeah, it was, it was nice hanging out with my uh, co-workers. Went to this uh, bar kind of place. Clinton Hall on 36th Street. Not too far from here. About a 10 minute walk. I'm telling you. Oh, here's the bowling alley. There used to be such a good arcade right here. It's been gone for years. Decades, perhaps. Let's see what's going on up here. Yeah, I'm telling you. Had a few beers. Maybe even more than a few. All different kinds of beers. At first, I ordered this gigawatt, uh, gigawatt, not gigawatt, okay, gigawatt IPA, but they mixed it up, so I got this wheat beer, and I have to say, wheat beer is my, uh, it's like my beer kryptonite. I do not like wheat beer. I drank it, though. Then I had my IPA, and then we had, a, we all got flights of four different sample beers. What the hell? Look at this. Am I going to be first in line? Does that mean a, a, a bus just left? Or is there even a 9 o'clock bus? I don't know. I think there is. All right. This is bus gate. How many decades have I been here waiting for the bus? I don't know. Into classical music. The original start, originally started playing to drive away the criminal element, theorizing that people that are of a more law-breaking bent would be aggravated by the sound of classical music. How, how true is that theory now? Maybe crooks like classical. I don't know. You see what I'm saying? I don't know, should I, is this, is there a, a local bus or should I take the uh, express? No, I don't need to take an express bus at this point. I can take a local bus, correct? Let me get the app and see when the next bus is. All right. Let's see, NJ Transit. Try this out. What the hell is going on here? Seven minutes. 192X. Do I, I do have to take that one? <sighs> Come on. Is it an express only? Hmm. No. 192X. Nine o'clock. Hmm. Let me try to figure this out. All right. It looks like I can dig, do a 9, where I have to walk further, or a 920, which is... Yeah, I think I'm going to just hit, take this one if I can. I may have to walk a little bit, but uh, I'm going to take this one. Yeah. 
I don't want to wait till 920. Yeah, it's a 920 bus. This is 192X. Uh, what is going on? They're not letting anyone else on. Oh, they're letting someone get put their luggage in. Okay. Putting their luggage in the bus. That's why they moved up. I feel I can walk. I can do a little bit of a walk tonight. Now it's backing up again. Let's see. Yeah, let's do this one. I don't want to stand around for another 25 minutes. Let's do it. Get on the bus. Sorry. Do it. All right. That was just a quick 15-minute ride. And uh, this is an express bus, so I got off on the highway. Now I have a bit of a longer walk home, probably about a 15 minutes walk. But I would have been still waiting there in the Port Authority for the 920 bus. So I think I, I, I think I made the right choice. Plus I feel like uh, kind of overheated from drinking and sitting on the bus. So, though it is, I mean it's in the in the upper 30s now, but it doesn't feel terribly cold. We have a heavy winter coat in all of the hats, scarves, and gloves that I might need would I need it. I think I'll be alright. See, it's been such a long time since I've had to come home late from the city. That I could swear there used to be a 9 o'clock bus that went closer to me. But now the 9 o'clock is a express. I know last time I went this way, I, I did decide to take an Uber home from the 7-Eleven. But I don't think I need to do that this time. I can just walk the whole way. I think walking is okay. I think so. It should be okay. Where are these people going? <laughs> I'm going in another direction. Hmm. Alright, it's a few minutes later now. I stopped by the Coles uh, to use the restroom. Now I'm good for the walk home. A little less than a half moon behind the clouds up there. Look at that storage unit in the distance. Popeyes and 7-Eleven. Fifteen minute walk. I can do it. I can do it. Remember I used to walk so much in that first year of the pandemic? I used to walk all around the town. I loved it. Then I lost the will to walk. Do I need anything at 7-Eleven? I don't think so. I think I can just walk home. Popeyes. 
I don't think I've ever been to a Popeyes. Is it a fried chicken joint? To some extent, I think so. The look still, this kind of motor vehicle stores kind of world in 2023 in this timeline. I appreciate it. The world we're living in. Are we living in it? Or is it just a video game? No, it's real! What, I just bashed into a garbage can? It's real. It's reality, man. Reality, okay? It's all real. It's really real, man. It's really, really real. Oh, yeah. Now, what is this? This used to be that uh, a building that was a bank that was shut down. It looks like they've uh, renovated it, revamped it, created it. It's a new real estate opportunity. Oh, look, snowblower sale. I keep saying like, yeah, I don't need a snowblower. I can just shovel the snow. Hasn't been much snow the last couple of years, but everyone's saying this year is going to be the big snow. I'm going to wish I had a snowblower. I'm just going to have the shovel. See what I'm saying? It's like a vending machine company over here. Thirst Quenchers Vending. Remember I used to see vending machines out in the lot. Ooh, people in, in this little bar here. Jimmy's Bar. Indeed. I think I can cross over here. Yeah, I'll cross. Yeah, I'm so overheated. I, I, I don't, I feel like fine, even though it's cold out. See, that Grateful Dead show I was mentioning earlier, it was uh, Grateful Dead live at Avalon Ballroom on 1969, April 5th. So April 5th, 1969. That is some show, especially the uh, anonymous source they found. Beautiful stereo recording. Mountains of the moon, hard to handle. Turn on your love light. Everything. I only heard a part of it. That's a great show. Cold mountain water. The jade merchant's daughter. Mountains of the moon. Hey, Tom Banjo. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So we approach this road, which is not too far away. And this apartment building, which I watched year after year, them building on the bus. And now people live there. What do you know? 
What do you know? Yeah, that show has Alligator, Dark Star, St. Stephen with the Williams Hell Bridge. Grateful Dead in 69 was a whole different kind of proposal. A lot of stuff they played in 69, they didn't play after 70. That's all I'm trying to say. All right, my actual bus stop is in is is in sight now, barely. So it wasn't that long of a walk, necessarily. And the car's gone by. The cold still feels good. And then uh, on this tree, they have all these. Uh, Strings of LED lights that almost looks like rain falling down. A 21st century visual treat. And then, this is another thing. Giant skeletons in people's front yards. They're about like, uh, let's say 15 feet tall at least. Uh, skeletons. Anunnaki-sized skeletons. Look at that. I've seen it on a bunch of people's front yards. Anunnaki-sized skeletons, yeah. I'm telling you. It's not that late. I wonder if the Dunkin' Donuts is still open. I don't think they have anything for me. I don't want any coffee this late at night. They don't have vegan donuts yet. I don't think. Here comes some more cars. Motor vehicles, internal combustion engines driven by individual human drivers. How much longer will that go on? A few years, maybe less. Hmm, not sure. There's three cars in the parking lot of the Dunkin' Donuts. Is it even still open? It's around that 9.30 time. Maybe it closes at 9.30? I know my town doesn't want to let people open 24 hours a day. They think it might attract the wrong crowd. Let's see. I think I see someone in there, though. Yeah, there's people in there. It's still open. Dunkin' Donuts, I'm telling you. Look at this. Not that there's anything in there for me. But there's my bus stop. I'm walking down the street now. Wasn't that bad. Yeah, they're open till 10. Every night. They're still open. Nice. So had I waited for the 920 bus, would I even be here yet? No. No. Well, possibly. It could have been a wash one way or the other. 17 minutes later, I, I mean, I, I got... No, it would have taken longer because that bus takes local roads. So I'm, I'm ahead of the game at this point. That's what I think. Yeah, so like where I am right now, this was the walk from the bus stop to my old apartment, my condo right over there. I gotta go a little further to my house now. On the other side of the street. 
I can cross over now because there's not much traffic. Just cross the street. Remembering those days, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. I used to live over here in those years. Then I moved. About eight minutes further walk down the road. Anyways, I want to thank you so much for patching in to this episode of The Overnightscape. Much appreciated. I'm your host, Frank Edward Nora. We're here in OnSug Radio, broadcasting from inside the book. And just go to OnSug.com for all your OnSug needs. This is OnSug Radio, a radio network, a radio station. Look, there's the house I used to live in, and there's other people living there now the hell? How does that work? Who are these people? I didn't meet them at the closing because it was COVID. I couldn't meet the people that bought my house. And there's a window to Overnightscape Studio 2 where I did so many shows. But now I've moved on. Yes. Uh, onsug.com O-N-S-U-G.com Onsug.com It stands for Overnightscape Underground. This is where you go to find all the latest shows and information as I will be home in a few minutes I know that that book the proof the first copy ever printed of the new book will be there for me to check out proofread and get ready to set up for you to purchase right now who knows when you're listening to this if you can buy the new edition of the book called Onsug Radio but right now, the old edition from 2021 is called The Onsug. That's available right now. The book will carry our project forward into the far future. Currently, over 14,000 hours of content, over 11,000 episodes in the archive. All free. It's a non-commercial project. You can get all the episodes, all the audio files, and the PDF of the book and everything for free. The print edition costs a few bucks on Amazon, but uh, yeah, they need a few bucks to print it out on their book, their book factory in Delaware. Where is that book factory? They have some sort of giant machine that makes books one at a time. It's amazing technology. Yes. Anyways, uh, your voice can be on this archive because we really do intend this archive to last on into the far future. A show called Overnightscape Central. Right now it's December 2023. Last month in November, Mr. PQ Ribber out in Truth and Consequences, New Mexico finished his 13-year run on Overnightscape Central. One year of which was done by Jimbo in Georgia. And now Dave in Kentucky is taking it over. He uh, posted the uh, 
invitation to participate in the next episode. Your voice can be on this episode. It's going to be uh, Fast Food, the Occult, and Other Bad Ideas. I believe that's what the episode is called. And you have till January 10th, 2024 to get your entry in. Yeah, just uh, record some audio. Send it to Dave KY at mail.com. That's his new ad- that's his email address. So Dave in Kentucky, KY is the uh, abbreviation for Kentucky. Dave KY at mail.com. Send him your audio. You'll be on the next phase of Overnight Game Central. Please do. Fast food, the occult, and other bad ideas. Yes. I have a lot to say about that. Are fast food and the occult bad ideas? Yes and no. It's a fascinating topic, though. Don't you think? I think you have a lot to say about it. Anyways, I'm getting within about five minutes of home, I think, at this point. Hopefully five minutes, maybe five or six. And now, for you, we're going to head on over to a magical sonic landscape as we uh, walk under this uh, former railroad bridge. I say former because the regular service ended in 1966. That's even before my time. I was born in 1967, damn it. You cross over here. As you cross over into the amazing sonic landscape known as the other side.
George C. Scott and the Flim Flam Man tomorrow at 3.30. A Cook County grand jury has indicted two 18-year-old Chicago youths on charges of possessing nearly $1 million worth of Mexican heroin. And, as expected, Evanston Mayor Edgar Veneman last night vetoed an ordinance which was to establish a police review commission. The city council had approved the proposal earlier this month. Chicago's Department of Consumer Sales is investigating whether cab drivers are receiving kickbacks from massage parlors and bars for delivering customers to their doors. Charges are being made that cab drivers favor these fares. Four Kankakee area men linked to a sawed-off shotgun distribution ring have pleaded guilty in federal court to firearms violations. And there are still no suspects in that double murder on Elm Street three weeks ago. The only survivor of the hammer attack is still too incoherent to tell police about the incident. Chicago area weather today, cloudy with a high in the low 30s. Tonight, cloudy with a low in the mid-20s. Tomorrow, continued cloudy and not much temperature change. Right now, it's 30 at Midway, 30 at O'Hare, and 29 on Chicago's lakefront. That's the latest from News Center 5. I'm Royal Kennedy. Have a good day. This is Gene Shepard on the subject of inventors. You know, I don't think there's anyone in this country who hasn't heard of the Wright brothers and their invention, the airplane. But have you ever heard of Louis Sebastian Lenormand? Huh? Now, he was an inventor, and he should get equal billing with old Wilbur and Orville because Louis invented the parachute. Now, how about that? Still, there's one school named after him, even though Louis helped bail out more guys than a prohibition lawyer. But most inventors are unknown, like today. Do you know that little plastic job that holds a six-pack together? Now, it's a less dramatic carrier than a parachute, but plenty convenient in its own way. Whose idea was that? The High Cone Division of Illinois Tool Works, an innovative company whose engineered products are in thousands of items you see and use every day. Now, you may not realize it, but you're never more than a few feet away from a product of ITW. <laughs> even when you're bringing home the beer. Why buy just a video game from Atari or Intellivision? Invest in the wonder computer of the 1980s for under $300. The Commodore VIC-20. Unlike games, it has a real computer keyboard. With the Commodore VIC-20, the whole family can learn computing at home. Plays great games, too. Under $300, the wonder computer of the 1980s, the Commodore VIC-20. Coming soon, Commodore brings you Gorf, the wonder arcade game, and Omega Race in home versions. Magic sand, when it's poured into the water, shifts and changes into weird and funny shapes. With magic sand, you can make underwater sand paintings. Even a house and sand clouds that float. Or build a weird and pretty underwater city. And you can use magic sand over and over again. Here's why. It comes out of the water instantly dry. Each sold separately. Magic sand in red, yellow, or blue from Whammo. Apple Tree, Citadel, Canyon, the Slick Silver Game. Wanna have a lot of fun? Take a drop of water, yes, just one. Shake to see how it becomes Slick Silver. Take steady hands, steady nerves. I did it! I lost it. A silvery, slippery, slippery drop. Keeps on digging and breaking up. It's up to you to make it stop. Slick silver. I got it! The Slick Silver Games. Kenya, Citadel, Apple Tree. Each sold separately by Mego.
This is the provincial broadcast service of the Ontario Educational Communications Authority. so many very special picks that we wanted to recommend to you this month. Records, books, movies, and we found an awful lot of them right here in research publications, like this here volume featuring author Bill Burroughs and Throbbing Grizzle. Or how's about this one? Number 10, Incredibly Strange Films. And a lot of my favorite movies are in here and interviews with my favorite filmmakers. Or how's about The Industrial Culture Handbook, Your Essential Guide to Deviant Performance Artists. And there's a lot more volumes coming out, too. So why don't you go down to your specialty bookstore or get them through the mail at this address. But remember, act now. Take it someplace fun. Skiing or something, you know. The beach and by the pool. It's really fast and I just got it and it's silver and it's really exciting. And the sound quality is really good and I don't have to watch airplane movies anymore. You got your feet in the sand and you're typing away and it's it's fun i was thinking about how my friends were doing their homework at home and i was like wow this is really great yeah i really love my g4 and the night air is hideous with john's this evening john curl has kindly relinquished a few minutes of his part of the program in order that we could complete something that we started we didn't start at all actually it was something we wanted to do anyway and uh, john lennon is going to read something
Domino at the wheel, spelled by cigarette. Me and Melina Marie low in the back seat. Do you know, Domino? Have you met cigarette? Oh, Melina, especially Melina, kind of a dreamer. From Mesa Linda. Shining down on Melina as she drives from town to town. 
Remember you, Melina, the flash of a similar kick of a 
Oh, my God. 
will start.
be there tomorrow Flowing Love is everlasting Going I'll be there tomorrow Flowing Love is everlasting I know I don't know I'll just let it go I can't do no more Release to the flow understand why you want to break into the system because man somewhere in one of these memories is the evidence hey 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 it's the big master control program everybody's been talking about kevin flynn computer genius <laughs> taken prisoner and held captive within the digital world of the computer itself inside an electronic arena where love and escape do not compute. 